Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your coach, or coaches, or future coach and coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. We have a great show for you today. This is another one of those shows that basically is proof that we do listen in, uh, to what you have to say and read your emails. This is a specific massive action plan for new agents, newer agents, or uh, someone who basically wants to uh, feel like a new agent again and sort of clear the cobwebs and get started afresh mentally and emotionally. And the motivation for today's topic has come from all of the wonderful reviews you guys have been giving us on Amazon, reminding us that we really do need to stay true to keeping things practical and tactical. So that's what today's show is about. So Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes, it's a pleasure as always, and we've got a couple of good shout-outs and a really cool uh, book review when you're ready. Go for it. All right, perfect. So let's start with the book. For those of you who haven't snagged your book yet, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com and look up Harris Rules. If you type in Harris Rules book, it will pull it right up. And you can either download it to your device or order the soft cover. And this came in this morning from, I, I think, She's calling herself Vic, or he, Victory Star. I'm not sure you guys know you know who you are, whoever wrote this, but thank you for it. It says, I started highlighting a few lines, and by the end, I was highlighting whole pages of the book. This is one of those books that I need to read on an annual basis for evaluating my past production, for motivating my future production, and a disruption to the bad habits I've taken on. I'm so thankful for the investment Tim and Julie have made into the real estate industry by writing this book. I highly recommend it to any business owner. So thank you for that. There's only you know, three sentences, but certainly said a lot there. I especially like the comment about disruption of bad habits, because this isn't just for newbie agents. This is exactly as stated. This is to really check in on your own business practices, because I, I really think, and I think you'll agree with this, Tim, the more you get into this business, the more distractions you are, and you can get into some habits without even realizing it, sometimes even for years. So I really appreciated that comment. Well, but yes, absolutely what you just said is true. But here's an interesting thought. How many of you guys have bad habits, don't know that they're bad habits? How many of you guys yeah. are having, you, know, you basically have uh, shared bad habits because everyone else you know has the same bad habits. You don't see them as bad habits. You just see them as normal, exactly. I wonder how many of you guys are suffering from sort of the delusion that what you're, going, what, what you're doing is going to actually get you to what you, get you where you want to be in life, you know, because everyone else is doing the same thing. Um, and that's the challenging part in, of being a business owner. Remember, you guys are entrepreneurs. You're business owners that happen to sell real estate. What we say is relevant for any kind of business owner, any kind of salesperson. Oh, and here's another little thought for you. Anybody who's a business owner who doesn't consider themselves a, uh, a salesperson will soon be out of business. There's no such thing as a business without sales. There's no such thing as a business that's going to be successful and profitable without essentially having its primary objective being selling. You can have the greatest product ever, and, but if you can't sell, you don't have any profit. You don't have any money because you don't have any business. So just when you guys are hearing us use these words, you've got to internally monitor yourselves as to what your reaction is. And that's kind of the fun part of listening to this podcast, I think, for a lot of you guys, is that you catch yourself having thoughts that you didn't really realize were ingrained into your thinking, thus the bad habit. 
So is the bad habit you have, you know, buying leads, is the bad habit you have thinking that you have to, you know, buy it or form a team, is the bad habit you have um, not working consistently, is the bad habit you have thinking it's okay and normal to basically have all your lead generation be passive, is the bad habit you have not exercising, is the bad ha- you guys get the point, right? Just because everybody else is doing it that way doesn't mean that's the way to do it. And you know this by now. And if you're not certain as to whether or not you're on the right path, just ask yourself the simple question. October of 2017, and we're all getting ready for next year. How many of you guys right now are actually, uh, you know, on track, ahead of track? How many of you are finishing up your best years ever? How many of you are absolutely kicking ass this year, um, and you just absolutely positively know that next year is going to be your best year ever? So from having talked with agents for ages, that statistically of the 100,000 that basically listen on a regular basis, there's probably about you know 10 or 20% of you that feel that way. But the rest of you are looking at your year and thinking, well, you know, I'm on track, but I don't feel that comfortable because I didn't really exceed my goals. Or a lot of you are going to say, well, I'm not even on track. I'm so far behind where I was hoping to be. I don't even know what to do. So when we talk about the bad habits and we talk about basically kind of maybe doing a hard reset on your business and on your mindset about your business, this is the perfect time of year to be doing it. And that's really what the topic of today's show is. So, Julie, unless you have any uh, additional comments, let's jump right in. I do. I've got, a, I've got one quick welcome to a new member who just joined our Premier Coaching, Stefan Black, who wrote on the Facebook page, private Facebook page for our Premier members only. He says, hi, I just joined Harris Real Estate Coaching after enjoying their podcast for a year. I work in Nevada, in Yuba, Souter, and Butte counties in Northern California as well. I am an agent with Remax Gold and have been licensed for 14 years. Before that, I had a mobile home sales license for 10 years, placing manufactured homes under raw land and developing the land. I have a lot of REO and short sale experience, having listed over 300 REO properties for various banks. I speak fluent German, and my partner who helps me in the business speaks fluent Spanish, which is great for around here. I look forward to accepting referrals and open to receiving them as well. I do mostly single family and also some vacant land in this beautiful rural area. So it's always nice for our members to connect with each other. And I have to say, Tim, probably on a daily basis, there's three to four uh, outbound referrals state to state, and that those members really do a great job taking care of each other. So just wanted to give a shout-out to that new member in uh, rural Nevada and California because that's a little bit unusual. And uh, welcome to Stefan Black. So back to you, and I'm ready to get going here. Well, just jump right in. Yes, okay, perfect. So today we're talking about taking massive action, but with a specific twist to it because, as Tim said, this is a special request for any of the following – New agents, newer agents, sometimes you feel like a new agent, struggling agent, returning agent. So that's kind of a big bucket, probably applies one way or another to all of you, as well as team leaders, brokers, and office managers who often get this question as well. We wanted to help you guys out. So here's a massive action plan. If you are any of those things or just feel like you are, this is a plan to fast forward you into profit. Again, newer, newer agents returning to the business, probably feeling a bit of an experience deficiency. You might feel any or all of the following. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to fill in the blank. Sometimes, especially returning agents, that's a technology challenge. Maybe you just switched markets. I don't know how to do something that's holding you back. Technology has passed you by. What is a normal business practice? How long should this take? Where does business even come from? How can I make money now when I don't even know what I'm doing yet? Okay, so here's the secret to this. Knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. 
So this plan gets you into knowledge as fast as possible. It's a 16-point, knock-it-out, massive action plan. First one is pretty Again, simple. Yeah, go well, ahead. Listen, just to, just to remind all of you, these points, the first couple points are for everyone – um, but, again, for those of you guys who are grizzled veterans, for those of you who have a tendency to tell yourself that you know it all, I want you to monitor the internal conversation you're having as Julie reminds you of some of these points and ask yourself whether or not you're telling yourself that you know it all, that maybe some of you will say something arrogant like, well, this is too basic. Well, here's a little simple fact. Most of the things that Julie is going to tell you are on the more basic side, but they're also the very things that you stop doing because you develop bad habits. And so that's the whole point of today's show is to remind you what you need to be doing every single day. And again, this show was motivated by all the great feedback and comments we had on Amazon, you know, over you know, hundreds of five-star reviews of our book, Harris Rules. And I'm reading those reviews. Julie and I read them every day. And the recurring uh, theme is, hey, Tim, <laughs> Tim and Julie, thank you for, you know, reminding me to basically focus on the things that actually end up getting me paid in my business. And why is it that I made my life and my business so complicated? Why is it that I basically wasted so much time, you know, pursuing all these easy button things, and thanks for recentering me. So this show is in response to those comments. So make sure you set aside your inner skeptic and listen. That's it. And some of these are basic, easy to knock out points. Don't skip a step and then pay for it later, basically. So number one, easy for everyone. Complete your required post-licensing CE credit before it's too late. If you haven't done it yet, schedule it so it's one less thing to worry about. And my more grizzled veterans, I always recommend in our premier class that you guys take an appraisal class to fix some of your pricing errors that you've fallen into in the hot market where it seems like you can throw a dart at the wall and it doesn't really matter if you're careful about price. So post-licensing CE and or appraisal for everybody. Number two. Take an MLS class at your local board. Every single MLS system is more robust, has much more functionality than you learn from your broker or manager. There's more than just filling out the three screens it takes to enter a listing. This is going to help you with your comparative market analysis research as well as searches for property for your buyers. Some of you guys think there's no inventory out there because you don't actually know how to use your MLS. Take an MLS class. It's one afternoon. It will change your searches. Number three, take a contract class from your board of realtors or from your brokerage. It's not worth risking your license over rookie mistakes. And again, Tim, this applies to people who, you know, they're changing the forms all the time. They're adding forms. I, I don't know. It's like an average 40 to 50 different pieces of uh, information that have to be filled out on an average contract now. So make sure that you are taking that contracts class from your board of realtors and doing it the right way. Number four, attend a buyer closing. Take notes and ask questions after the buyer leaves. Yes, I know, west of about Colorado, you guys don't have to go to your closings. It's not culturally normal to go to your closings. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it so you know what the heck even happens at a closing. So when you get questions from your buyers during their pending time, you don't sound like you don't know what you're doing. Same thing for number five. Attend a seller closing. Take notes, ask questions after the seller leaves. Easy enough. And for those of and you who are – go ahead. And obviously Sorry. the best closings to attend are the ones where you're getting paid, you know, so you know, yeah, don't ignore that. Ideally it's your closing. It's, yeah, yeah, right. But the reason that Julie's pointing this out is because on the buyer side, a lot of our best agents focus all their energies, as we ask them to, on listings. And the problem that happens then is you guys are not familiar with all the added complexity that buyers are required to basically obligate themselves to uh, because of all these 
ridiculous financing rules. So that's the reason we're suggesting that you seriously consider at least refamiliarizing yourself with that process because when you're negotiating on the behalf of your seller, if there's all these what you deem to be inappropriate or crazy requests on uh, from the buyer and you're not and and you don't realize that that's just the way it works nowadays, you're not going to be able to fully represent your seller. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of tying the pieces together. Again, we're trying to stop the experience deficiency from getting in your way. So things like uh, attending a buyer's loan application, that's number six. To your point, Tim, what is normal practice now versus what sounds like crazy talk in the lending world? Ask the lenders for a checklist for your buyers. Ask for what they're given prior to the loan application. What's required now to complete the process? I get these uh, very interesting common complaints from some of our premier agents, Tim. This, this is very interesting to me. It seems that, especially amongst millennials, when they get this checklist from a lender of what's required to actually get a home mortgage loan, oftentimes they think it's optional or they think it's like really intrusive to ask for things like uh, your income verification or uh, proof that you're paying your student loan on time. They actually don't buy that this is normal practice. I always thought that was interesting. So that goes to educating the buyers that this is normal. You're getting a loan. The bank is going to own more than the house, more of the house than you are by quite a bit, and this is normal. So educate yourself so you know what's normal and what's not. Okay, we've got number seven. Tour 10 homes in each price segment of your market, working from lowest to highest, or you could go highest to lowest if you like. And I think this is important actually for virtually everyone. It seems that agents get a little squirmy and uncomfortable when they are on listing presentations, whatever notch higher than their home is worth. Have you ever noticed that, Tim? Well, Once so it's, be specific, you know, like right? Like 50 grand more, 100 grand more than what you're living in. Right. You know, so you're, right. let's say your neighborhood is a $350,000, you know, nice second or third time home, right? And you know your neighborhood really well. You know your neighbors. Maybe you've even sold some in your neighborhood. And you have to go on a listing appointment that's, say, five or 600000 This feels higher end to you and uncomfortable unless you've actually done some touring, some previewing. Just go to open houses. Know your new construction. Actually get to know what's out there. This is especially important for newer agents who may only have exposure to housing through the house they grew up in, what they're living in, their mom's house, and their best friend's house. There's more to the market than just that. You're less likely to sell things that you don't know about, right? It's lack of exposure. Lack of knowledge can cost you money. So set aside a week and go on some tours of homes. Do some previews. Okay, point number eight. Use your MLS to figure out which zip codes in your county or city are actually selling the fastest with the most volume. Some of you are choosing geographic farms. You're deciding maybe even where you yourself want to live and work. Actually figure out what sells, what's hot, and what's not. It may or may not be what you think. Point number nine, and I warned you guys we would go through these pretty fast because it's a pretty simple checklist to knock out. Number nine, very important. Tour new construction if your area has it. Make sure you know, just because it's not in the MLS doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You're not going to find it in most cases in your MLS. Look in your local paper, search online, tour all price ranges, and keep a new construction file so you know who's building what and where and in what price ranges. We've had entire shows on new construction before. What builder perks are out there? Who has spec homes in inventory? Educate yourself on new construction. 
that plays into lead generation later with some of the things we talked about connecting with new build reps and things of that nature. You've got to first know what it is, where it is, who's building it. Okay. Uh, anything you want to add so far, Tim? I feel like I'm going too fast here. No, you're not going too fast. The real point of this is, is this time of year, guys, if you're wanting to basically have a real sort of uh, end of the year where you're kind of like putting yourself into a mental, emotional state so that you can uh, essentially get ready for next year. Obviously, we want you doing TFW. Obviously, we want you uh, drilling down on ba making sure you're taking 10 listings by the end of the year, at least 10 listings adjust accordingly. But what Julie's also suggesting is that so many of you guys have been so in it for so long that you maybe have lost contact with other aspects of the business. And just to put this in perspective, what the list that Julie's coming up with is the list that Julie and I force ourselves and our own coaching clients you know, we did it every year when we sold real estate, but one of the things she said earlier, I wonder if you guys really caught this, was that real estate is trendy. Real estate is like bell bottoms, you know, or even colors of cars or really, you know, food or just whatever. It's trendy. And so you'll have sometimes, you'll be finding yourself living in a particular community, and you've lived here for so long that you don't realize that essentially it's becoming less desirable because there's more uh, trendy or desirable areas that have de uh, been developed, sometimes across town, sometimes, you know, where you're living. And I remember very clearly in uh, Columbus, where Julie and I sold real estate, there was um, Muirfield. And Muirfield, some of you guys who are golf people, you know this area. It's on, you know, Muirfield Golf Tournament, Jack Nicklaus Golf Course, the whole thing. So Muirfield in Columbus, Ohio, for a long time was the kind of cool, hip place to live. Now, this was really before Julie and I's time, to be honest. But when we were growing up, I know that, like, if you did well, you lived in Muirfield or you lived in one of the older, more established areas. But Muirfield, generally speaking, is where people moved. Well, then what happened was that the homes in Muirfield, they got to be about 25 years old, 30 years old, you know, the older ones, and new construction wasn't so frequent. And, and you know, it's the people that moved there originally, they were sort of looking for a change. And then clear across town, and I mean probably realistically an hour away, was this other area that got built called New Albany, Ohio. And New Albany Country Club became the trendy place for people in central Ohio to move to, and they did. And then what happened is after about 10 or 15 years, somewhere maybe around 20 years, New Albany now has started to become uh, less trendy, and there's other areas. And Julie and I pay attention to that market because we have a lot of rental properties there. So that's the kind of thing that's interesting is that if you find yourself in a Muirfield-type market and you don't know it, you're actually going to be uh, not experiencing the same market that everyone else is. You might be selling in a for the rest of your career, you might be wondering, well, did I lose my edge? Is there something wrong with me? My houses don't sell as fast. What's going on? Well, the truth is, is you just weren't paying attention to the macro trends for housing in your community. And now maybe people are moving. Maybe people want to move downtown. You know, maybe people want to move in the city. Maybe people decide they would decide they want to live in brownstones or they want to, you guys get the point? So you've got to be really focusing, and that goes back to Julie's point about knowing the MLS, knowing the statistics, being a real hound about watching the days in the market. Remember yesterday and pretty much every single day, we tell you guys the essence of real estate and being great in this business comes down to one thing, and really, truly, if this is the only thing you ever get good at, you'll have a fantastic, very, very powerful career is being a listing agent. Everything else you can kind of suck at, but being a listing agent, you need to be really, really good at. Like the best listing agent, whoever that person is that you, what comes to mind, I want you to be 10 times better than that person. So if you're wondering, well, Tim, what is it that I should focus on that's going to give me the best return on my time investment, I just told you. Learn how to become a powerful listing agent. Learn how to basically go after listings, generate listing leads, how to you know, pre-qualify listing leads, how to uh, take listing, the whole thing. Do that. 
better than everybody else and everything else in the real estate business. And this is the truth, guys. If you're never good at any of the other aspects of business that agents waste so much time on, you will have an incredibly wealthy life. Financially, personally, all boxes checked because of the fact you decided to become a powerful listing agent. One of the things that makes you a powerful listing agent is your absolute positive expert level knowledge of the marketplace. And I'm not just talking about the information that comes from your MLS hot sheet every day. I'm talking about knowing exactly every single intricacy of your real estate market. A true expert. That way when you go on a listing, you know exactly why that comp sold for this and this one sold for the other thing. And you're not bullshitting the seller. Because sellers know when you're bullshitting them. That's the reason some of you guys don't take listings is because guess what? You're not as good as bullshitting as you think you are. And the sellers sniff it out and they decide not to list with you. They'll list with somebody else who knew the stats and knew the facts. That is incredibly important. If you're going to truly be the best at something, you can't bullshit that. You have to actually do the work. You have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. So as you're going down Julie's list of things to do, yes, some of these things are what I would call more basic, easily done. Every single agent should be doing them. But as you guys get better at becoming listing agents, as you start building your inventory, what is the tendency to happen is you start be having these monistic, monist, is that the word, Julie? Monastic lifestyles. Monastic, yes, where you guys stop interacting with the market. You stop realizing the market change. You just do your work every single day. You set your pre-qualified listing appointment. You go on your listing at the end of, you know, at, in the afternoon. You take your listing, and it's awesome. You build lots and lots of inventory. You make lots and lots of money. It's like a machine, but if you don't stay connected to the macro market, what's going to happen is you're going to become less effective at what you're doing, and then you're going to be seduced by people that are trying to tell you that, well, guess what? You need to start buying leads, or you need to have a website, or you need to do personal branding because you you find yourself not being as effective taking listings as maybe you had been. You guys get the point? So when you're going to choose the one thing in your business to be the best at, I'm promising you, you want to make it being a powerful listing agent. And these are the little micro points that it takes for you to keep that level of expertise that you must have. Next point, Julie. That's it. And don't think you have to wait. And I know newer agents, you hear this from agents around you. You do not have to wait to be a powerful listing agent. Anybody that says that to you, you need to walk away from, okay? Just keeping it real. So the first nine points are really a checklist to bang out over 10 days or less. Now we're getting into the building of your business and creating the foundation with point number 10. Listen to, if you're a premier coaching client, visual accountability and whiteboards and do the homework from that. What we're talking about this is visually tracking what's actually happening in your real estate practice. That's tracking your AAA leads. Those are people who are working with you exclusively, who have motivation and time frame, who are giving you the time of day and we believe will lead to business. You're tracking them. If you don't track your AAA leads, the ones you're supposed to be talking with all the time, you can easily think, because they're socked away in your database on your drip system, that you've got hundreds of leads and that somebody's just going to raise their hand tomorrow and all you have to do is wait. So some of you tried that. How is that working out for you? You'll, you'll talk to these earlier agents and say, yep, you've got to track the ones who are actually going to do business with you. You track your pendings. You track your closings. You track everything, your active listings. You're tracking when your active listings expire, so that will inspire you, if they don't sell right away, to get them priced correctly. Tracking everything visually. I know you can put it on a spreadsheet. I know you can put it in top producer or whatever you're using, but that makes it out of sight and out of mind. You have so to have it in front of you. That's a good, 
that's really incredibly a, a good point. And I know we have to round the bend on today's show. Guys, listen, if you don't have your real estate treasure map completed yet, this is, again, the perfect time to get that done. In the real estate treasure map, we walk you through the things we talk about. And obviously, some of these things are talked about in our book, Harris Rules, as well. But this is a really critical time for you to go through your office, another basic thing, and just throw freaking everything out. Your office should be essentially just a, a kind of a boring, almost you know, special place that you go that you do not have a bunch of distractions in. You want to have your dry erase boards up there. When I say boring, you need to get rid of all the old deal files. You need to get rid of all the old plaques and the awards and the certificates and the motivational posters even. And this environment has to be where you go and you close the door and you put on your headset and you rock it out. You get your work done. You declare TFW on your goals. That means total effing war, by the way. So that's really what this is all about. And that's what this time of year is all about. And if you've not completed your real estate treasure map, well, don't worry about it. All you've got to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and just by uh, uh, registering to receive a coaching call with one of our new member coaches, we're also going to give you the real estate treasure map for free. Um, it's our fill-in-the-blank business plan. It walks you through all aspects of what it's going to take for you to basically uh, finish the year strong and also have a fantastic year next year. And um, that's the real bottom line here, guys, is that it's your approach to the business this time of year that's going to make the biggest difference. It's the reason we're doing this mastermind for fourth quarter. For all of you guys that helped to make the book the number one international bestseller, um, we are paying you back, and I, based on the feedback, you guys are loving it, and you can get part of our mastermind, and it's for the next, it's through the end of the year, and the whole point of the mastermind is to keep you guys motivated. Uh, we're going to fight like hell to keep you all from uh, becoming complacent in fourth quarter, even though, trust me, I realize it is the natural order of things <laughs> to get lazy over the holidays. Um, we're fighting our own tendencies, and we're doing our best to help you all do the same thing, and in doing so, the end result is going to be everyone who signs up for the mastermind, we are doing our best to help it help you guys so that you end up the year with 10 new listings and also uh, lose 10 pounds and if you come if you combine the efforts of the physical activity along with the work activity you and you increase your likelihood of accomplishing both um, so all you have to do to be part of the mastermind it costs nothing is obviously purchase the book uh, we prefer if you know we'd love it if you'd leave us a five-star review hundreds of you already have and uh, once you've done so, then go ahead and email help at timandjulieharris.com, help at timandjulieharris.com. And, uh, yeah, one of our customer service people will give you the information so you can get part of the mastermind. You can listen to the past masterminds. I think we have three or four that we've already uh, completed, so you can go back and listen to those as well. So listen, guys, if there's ever anything we can do for you, please do not hesitate to contact us directly. It's tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. You guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.